Ooh, I like tentacles. I like that. I'm gonna see penis. All of your dick talk. Penis all over the place. Dick flopping around weirdness. Penis. Dick just kind of woo 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 flip, flopping around. I'm craving seeing penis. I have to see penis. Hairy balls and dick. The penis is flat right out. Phallus flopping. Male genitalia. His dick is flopping in the wind. Not enough dick. Hello everyone, welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net that has not betrayed Sheba. I'm Eric Warner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I think you might have betrayed Sheba. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that Voltron? I'm joking. I'm... <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, I just about did a spit take. Yeah, immediately, immediately when you said that, I'm like, He-Man, Voltron, Thundercats, Smurfs, maybe? No, no. No. <laughs> Temple of Doom. Oh, or that, yes. Yeah. Or that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that later, though. Yeah. Uh, anyway, how's it going, yeah. man? Oh, good. I uh, literally, like, minutes ago got back home from uh, seeing the new live-action Beauty and the Beast. So, and ate at a new restaurant that just opened up here, uh, like, a couple months ago. We wanted to try it. Kind of a, not high-end, but just a, a nice burger place and the Great evening, just a great meal, and the movie was fantastic. And uh, which I might talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, but good evening. And now What's it's, the, what was the burger place? Uh, it's the new place that's right in front of the mall, um, Burntwood Tavern. Oh yeah, yeah, we've drove by that a couple times. And we're like, oh, I wonder it's, what's in there. It's good. Like it's going to give the rail a run for their money, and I would guess table six as well. It's like it's like one of those places, like swanky yeah. swanky bar food is what swanky it is. for Ohio. Swanky for Ohio, yes, yeah. but ha- great. Ha- like they really knocked it out of the park with happy hour stuff. Like their drinks are for, especially when you walk in, the place is gorgeous, and then you see the happy hour drink prices, and you're like, wow, that's like it's cheap and half off appetizers, half off flatbread pizzas, and their their menu itself is not that unreasonable, which is, explains why they were packed. I mean, we got there and it was pretty much completely full on a Thursday night at five thirty. So, well, Beauty and the Beast, and yeah, and then not everybody's out for that. That's what that's what's going on. Uh, it was literally um, our our showing was sold out. Uh, it it it's been sold out. Like I bought tickets a long time ago, but our showing, as well as other showings tonight, probably all of them are pretty much sold out at the theater. Wow. So anyway. Damn, that Disney money machine just keeps right oh, on print. Oh, it's gonna make it's gonna make so much money. Um, and here I am, grown man that was had to get out my Kleenexes halfway through the movie. I'm like, ah, oh, there's the be our guest song. Why am I getting emotional? Why do I feel stupid right now? Okay, let's talk about roulette. <laughs> be uh, Canadian hunter. Yes. <laughs> oh, speaking, um, of, speaking of cheap drinks for the night. Yes. <laughs> um, actually. I've got a little bit of Canadian Hunter left, but it was downstairs, and I had just bought another bottle that was up here in my office, so I'm just like, I'm not going to walk downstairs, I'm just going to crack open the new stuff. So Canadian Club, it's a premium extra aged, which means it's $8, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I've had Canadian Club before. Yeah, uh, it's good. (laughs) It belongs to no club, except it's... Uh, (laughs) It, could, it, it, it couldn't get in, a, in any club, so it invented its own. Yes, it's its own beast. See? See what I did there? Uh-huh, I did. Uh, yeah. It's, a, more, it's okay. More like the gay sidekick. Yes. Oh, I'll get into that a little bit later. Controversy. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. I, I'll share what I said 
just loud enough for people around me to hear once credits rolled. You know, I'll get into that a little bit later. <laughs> now, now my mind is reeling. Oh, I, I already, with what's on my recently watched, it's going to be the penis episode. There's just, it's just bound to happen. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> okay. And with that, let's dive into the roulette where we force each other to watch movies in the hopes of finding those gems in the rough and sharing them with you. And last episode, it was Kill Command up against Star Men. And I get to go first. Kill Command. Uh, let's see here. 2016 British science fiction action horror film. The story focuses on a group of U.S. Marines attempting to survive after a training mission against warfare AI goes wrong. And that synopsis isn't entirely off, but there is an awful lot more at play here. And I'll tell you about halfway through this movie, I'm tr- how do I even explain this shit? I kept watching it through the prism of how would Eugene feel about this? What would Eugene think about this? Because oh, I thought boy. about throwing it at you, but then it's a sci-fi movie that's probably lesser budgeted, so nah, I don't want to throw it at him <laughs> because he's not going to like it. And then I won't watch it, and I want to watch it, so... Uh, about halfway through this movie, I was, like, on the fence. I'm like, this thing needs to kind of pick up the pace. Because it's kind of like, there's a cool action scene with some great CGI, and then there's it's kind of slow and a little bit chatty, and maybe a little bit of dodgy CGI, and then it picks up the pace and there's more action. And that was kind of the pace it had throughout the movie. It's not a full-bore action movie. Oh, excuse me. I would definitely... It, it would be a... Hybrid. It's an action, sci-fi, thriller, maybe a smidge of drama in there yet, or something. Uh, so, you know, going in expect from the trailer, it looked way more fast-paced. So going in expecting more fast-paced, I was there were a couple of parts where I was like, let's go, move it yeah. along. But as soon as I was having those feelings, it took off. Uh, the, the story is what really shines here. The special effects are amazing. The CGI is excellent. There are a couple of spots where you're like, I can tell there's nothing really there. But for the most part, it is, it looks beautiful. Uh, the acting was all fine. We, you got kind of a dog soldier, soldiers thing going on here, except it's, uh, robots instead of werewolves. They don't really know what's going on. They just, there's something wrong with, uh, some, a training mission on this island. We need to go check it out. And so a group of people go there and then it's sort of like, they're killing us. Like, we need to, f- and they're learning from us. Like, it gets dodgy real quick, if you know what I'm saying. Okay. Hmm. Uh, I think you should give this a chance. By the time it was all said and done and wrapped up, I quite enjoyed this movie. I would give it, like, B+. Plus. Like, oh, I'm not wow. I'm not freaking out about it, but at the same time, that was rock solid. And if I saw it on Blu-ray for a couple of bucks, I would totally pick it up. Um, this was not, we talked about it when I uh, picked it last week. Uh, this could totally be uh, one of those sci-fi movies where within 10 minutes you're like, kill me. This is awful. This was not that at all. But I also want to stress it's not non-stop action for an hour and 40 or whatever the yeah. runtime is. What was the? Uh, there was a movie with Antonio Banderas in it that the trailer looked so good and then you watched it. <laughs> we, and talked, you were... <laughs> we, we talked about that movie on the classic episode I put up a couple weeks ago. Ugh. Automata was yes. what it was called. And I think it's on Netflix now, actually. You can go check it out. It's it's worth a passing watch, but eh, I would put Kill Command way above that. That movie okay. looked awesome and was... Yes, it did. Eh, this one had more action and was 
pretty entertaining all the way through. It had some, dealt with some really interesting ideas and concepts. N- nothing that hasn't been done before, but it was another fine entry in, for a sci-fi starved person like myself. Yeah. You know how that goes. Oh, I know. Yep. It's, it's a horror wasteland out there on Netflix right now. So I, <laughs> I read you loud and clear there. There is nothing there for horror guy on Netflix. Nope. Right nothing. nothing. I trust me. I searched forever today. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, my God, there, I, there, it, it's great if you're into anime and, uh, TV and Netflix originals and some other stuff. Then Netflix is awesome, but right now, it, but then again, we're on the um, polar opposite side of the year for horror. I know, I know. Well, for me, horror is every single day. I could, you know. Yeah, but you're I the only you one mean. that's fucked on that. No, nobody else is. Yep. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that. good. Yeah. Um, thumbs up. Definitely give it a watch. I think it's worth okay. your time. Just know it's a little slower paced than what the trailer sells it as. Okay. Well, speaking of slower paced. On to my documentary movie of the week, Starman, uh, 2015, about uh, a couple of really old dudes celebrating 50 years of of being in the... Oh, man, I almost forget what this thing is about. Um, I was bored to tears in this. Uh, and it starts out pretty good. I'm like, oh, okay, they're going to... They're... they're, they're really old and they're going to, you know, talk about their lives and talk about what's out there. And they do that a little bit. They hit on religion a little bit about the existence of a higher being, higher power out there. And then it just goes on and on and on and on. And they're, uh, they're going, they're just, they're really old and they're, I I didn't quite get the point of the, of the documentary, honestly, because by the end I'm like, you know, it just, this feels kind of like a documentary about some relatively interesting people, but we can make a documentary, so let's. That's, does that make sense? I, Family I hate, reunion, the documentary? Yeah, I, just, I feel bad saying that because um, the guys seem really cool and they have stories, but it would have made a great 30 minute short documentary type thing. Lean, mean, here's who these people were, here's where they're at now in their lives have a couple touching moments and move on. Instead, it's just on and on and on. Like I've seen you walking now in the, in the mountains umpteenth time now trying to get to this location. And the other guy can't cause he's too old and he's hurting. And I'm like, Oh, it's supposed to be emotional, but I, I come on. I, uh, I, I, I feel bad. I actually feel bad giving this a meh, but I just, I'm, I'm sure that there's probably going to be people out there that really, quite like this it's it's not like it's awfully made it's not it just wasn't my thing um it kind of i mean it kind of sounds to me like if if you're familiar with these people or you were around when they were doing their thing then it would have more impact that kind of thing like my daughter doesn't would probably doesn't give a crap about apollo 13 granted i wasn't around at the time but i remember my parents talking about it and what a big you know their experience with that Something like that, that kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, it's not like it's a poorly made documentary. It just wasn't. I honestly, it wasn't quite what I was expecting, and it just it drug on far too long uh, for for me. But you know, I'm kind of lately I've been used to a little bit more of the Werner Herzog type documentaries or like Damnation that is just like captivating from frame one. And here, it's just there's lots of talking heads just kind of going on about. Yeah, NASA, the retirement years. Yes, there you go. 
there you go. That's it. That's a Weasley one and done for me. Okay. Fair enough. I, I might keep it in the queue just because of how slim the pickings can be over there, and I love the NASA stuff, so... Uh, but I will not uh, be running to watch that one. Yeah. There, again, there were some really good stories in there that they have, but it could have been condensed. It Way down. Way down. Yeah. I so. gotcha. Okay. Let's move on to the next round. And for you, we kicked it wide open as far as anything you can find on Roku. That's basically what the yeah. kind of what we're doing right now, because... Netflix is a wasteland, and Roku has, like, thousands of channels. There's lots of stuff out there. First up, Thick as Thieves, a.k.a. The Code. And this might be the longest stretch for you this week. A veteran thief recruits a younger crook to help him pull off one final job, of course, in order to repay his debt to the Russian mob. Directed by Mimi Leader, who directed The Peacemaker and Deep Impact... Mm. Star, nice, okay. Stars Morgan Freeman, Antonio Banderas, Robert Forrester, Tom Hardy has a small role in it as well. Trailer looked pretty decent. Trailer was way too long, though. It should have been half as long as it was. Gave away way too much, but I was like, oh, that's something. And that's a lot of good names. Uh, next up, Driller Killer has been on here before. That's right in your wheelhouse. Uh, artist slowly goes insane while struggling to pay bills. Kills people with drill. What else do you need to know? That's a- that's Abel Ferreira's movie. Yep. yep. Okay. And lastly, one that I have never heard of until today, but I was searching around, found it on Crackle, which is a free service and legal, everyone. Cameron's Closet from 1988. A father who experiments with his son's psychokinetic powers is unaware that these experiments release a demon from hell, which lives in his son's closet, preparing to take over the young boy's soul. And this trailer was everything that description (laughs) wanted it to be it was amazing <laughs> that i actually uh i used to have that book i read it in high school that it's based off of a novel and uh and i i vaguely remember the book i vaguely remember really liking that book but i've never seen that movie that was one of those 80s movies that escaped me i was pretty shocked when you said you hadn't seen it yeah okay um on my end um now I I gave you four. Should I just cut one of those out? Or not? I don't know. I didn't investigate any of these. I just figured I'd let you sell them to me. I figured okay. we're, they're all kind of in the same ballpark. Yeah. The reason that I put four on there because they're all older and they're all on um, the old tube. Yeah. Um, I figured that there may have been, have been one in there that you might have seen. So especially the last one because it's a bit science fictiony. So I I just. I had four on there. So first one is a movie called The Brain um, from 1988. And um, uh, Dr. Blake runs a TV show called Independent Thinkers, which is sort of a Scientology-like self-help religion program, but he's not making his audience think uh, any more independently. Hold on here. With the help of an alien organism he calls the brain, he's usually he's using brainwashing and mind control. So there you go. It's uh, Alex weird, Jones. Yeah, weird. <laughs> sci- yeah, sci-fi <laughs> horror, something or other um, uh, from the '80s. There you go. Uh, and I actually remember that one. I'm pretty sure that the video connection had that one where I used to work when I was back in. Back in the day, I I think that that was on VHS. I never got around to watching that one, though. Uh, Next up is a Wes Craven movie uh, called Chiller from 19... uh, I think... Is this 1995? I think. 
Um, a Wes no. Craven movie from '95 that I haven't heard of. No, no, I'm, I, no, I'm sorry. It was 1985. I'm sorry. Uh, oh. it's, and it's a, it's a TV movie. He actually made a couple TV movies. I watched that. Invitation to Hell was one of them, and here's another one. Chiller. Um, corporate exec Miles uh, Creighton dies, and he is cry, cryogenically frozen in the hopes that he can be revived. Ten years later, the procedure is a success, but he returns without his soul. Uh, <laughs> That's always a bummer. It's a bummer. It is. It's it's. This is a, you know a, one of those wacky horror comedies, or not? It's a horror <laughs> science fiction something. Anyway, so there's that. Uh, this one here is another one that I do remember. Uh, thinking the cover is impossibly cool. There's no way that the movie itself can be this good. There's like this uh, Ridley Scott alien-looking creature crossed with Predator with these big claws. It looks awesome. Called The Terror Within. That was more of a sell than anything you've said this evening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's the post-apocalypse and the world has been changed by the accident. A chemical warfare experiment gone wrong. At an isolated subterranean complex, a group of people survive. Oh, yeah, you get the, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you need to know. Mm-hmm. Alien killing people. And, and I get to uh, go first. Let me just put a big old fat star right beside the terror within. <laughs> Over to you. <laughs> well, the last one that, well, I'll, actually, if that's the case, this, yeah, that's I'll, it. We're done. That's uh, okay. That's the one. <laughs> that's well, amazing. Okay, good. Good. Well, for me, um, boy, you threw me for a curveball with that camera's closet because I'm like, oh, wow, I've never seen that one. But, um, because you threw Driller Killer back on there and it's Abel Ferrer, I'm like, you know, that's the second time it's been on there. It's it's kind of given me a kick in the pants to watch it because I really like that director a lot. And so I think, actually, I'm going to take Driller Killer this week. All right. I'm, I can't imagine that I'm not going to at least find it to be uh, very uncomfortable and awkward and, and just sickening, which is right, right Right where I like my right where I like my Abel Ferrera movies. I've heard I've heard nothing but good reviews from that movie actually for, from people that are fans of that kind of film. Yeah, uh, they brought up several times. Driller Killer has come up multiple times. Yeah, and I'm I have a feeling that because I know that director, I'm guessing that this is not going to be just a low rent brainless slasher movie. I I have a feeling that this is going to be again just going off of like Bad Lieutenant, Miss Forty Five. King of New York. I have a feeling that it's going to be more than just mindless killing. Well, let me repeat the title for you. It's called The Driller Killer. <laughs> so... Yeah. We'll see what Abel Ferreira has up his sleeves. I'm sure it'll be super artistic and amazing and deep. Yeah. <laughs> and, and deep. Uh, okay, yeah. well, there you have it. That's the roulette for this week. Next week it will be The Terror Within up against The Driller Killer. Excellent. All right. And once again, we have plenty of time to get a bunch of recently watched checked off the list. And that's where we're going to start now. If we uh, have time at the end of the show, maybe we'll do some uh, something else. But I assume that this will take all of our time as usual. Because I have plenty to talk about, and I'm sure you have twice as much as I do. Oh. Hmm. No? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You, you got all caught up. I'm trying to decide like how many because I've I did a couple more of those TV movies which I just adore, uh, but I there there's been some other stuff that I've been watching lately as well, so I'm like ah do I do I bore the audience with more TV movies from the 70s or do I get back into some weird remastered 
Garbage on Blu-ray. From the from the eighties. Yeah. Yes, yes. Something from the seventies or something from the eighties. Take your pick. I love I love your spectrum. TV movies from the seventies, slasher movies from the eighties, and Beauty and the Beast that came out today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. yes. Just top off this Canadian hunter here, and I will get started. Okay. I only had actually three, oh, four. I just finished one of the roulettes from last week. Uh, uh, another, one, another one that was that you threw at my, threw. Uh, Ooh, wow. <laughs> uh, let's, cheers. Let's tell, yeah, Canadian yes. hunter. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I need to shoot them an email and get them as a sponsor. Uh, yeah, I just finished one of the other roulettes that you threw at me last week i watched uh, just before the show and uh started i've uh good god i'm a mess <laughs> ah before the show started i just finished up and i'm really looking forward to talking about that one but uh, of my like last couple episodes where we've gotten like nine or ten reviews each out of the way i only had like three or four this time but i'm like i'm gonna spend twice as much time talking about this shit because i can't wait to but then i remembered that last week i teased uh a few movies and i'm going to use my first round and just shotgun, shotgun them right out of the way. Okay. So, first up, Hail Caesar from the Coen Brothers. Nice. All and, right. Okay. Yeah, I got this from the library, and uh, it's... Yeah. Uh, nope. Not... Nah, yeah. I wanted to like this movie a lot. I tend to like the Coen Brothers comedy films way more than their dramatic pieces. And so I went in with decently high expectations because it's obviously more on the funny spectrum than the drama spectrum as far as their movies go. And man, I wanted to love this movie, but I just didn't. It wasn't awful. It wasn't painful. It wasn't bad. It was worth one watch, but I really felt like it was narratively confused. There were a couple of subplot storylines that went absolutely nowhere and added absolutely nothing, in my opinion. The thing with Scarlett Johansson and, like, her whole line went nowhere and had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And I was like, what was the point of that? And I kept pausing the movie to see how much time was left, and I... It felt hmm. like, oh, there's still this much time left? Like, oh, come on. And it only ended up being, like, an hour 40, I think, but... Nah, and I, there were a couple of funny parts that I laughed at, and but overall it was just like, what is the point of this? And like uh, most Cohen movies, I'll probably go back and rewatch it in a couple of years and go, oh, now I get it, and now I see why it's brilliant. But this round, no, no thanks. Because the trailer, I really thought the trailer looked good. I've I've been really wanting to watch that, and my wife has been wanting to watch that too, but we just haven't got around to it, and that's kind of unfortunate. I was. Really looking forward to that one. I would really like you guys to watch it and let me know what you think about it. Maybe I was just too distracted that day. Maybe I was having an off day and I just kind of didn't get it. But I didn't get it. Is it Fargo-ish? Or like what? Is there another movie from them that it can kind of sort of compare to? Or Not really. I mean, because it is, it is in its spirit, I think it's supposed to be a comedy. And it has very funny moments and some very good comedic performances. But... It, it's just like you got your main thread and then there's these other threads that are kind of going off in the side and the ones on the side don't relate to the main one. At least it felt that way to me. Maybe I just wasn't paying it close enough attention or something. At any rate, please give it a watch and let me know what you think because I would love to discuss it further. Should I go okay. back and revisit this one and pay more attention? Next up, Free State of Jones. 
Oh, okay. Matthew McConaughey. Um, the first half of this movie borders on Masterpiece. Like, it is fantastic. I totally enjoyed it. The second half of it is a complete mess. It's just a mess. Ugh, a frustrating mess. Just like... This is the one that's a... Is it based on a true story? I believe so, yes. Okay. They're jumping here, they're jumping there. And there's so many things you want to like about this movie, but the second half of it was edited in such a strange way. And it even now, it's been a few weeks now that I've since I've watched it, it's slipping away. I forget even what was happening in that second half that I disliked so much. But it, it was just like, come on! What are you doing? Uh, frustrated, mm. but... That's a pretty long movie, too, right? I don't think it was overly long. I want to say, like, hour 45 or something. I don't oh, think okay. it was crazy. Okay. So, I give that one a very middle-of-the-road kind of feel. Like, it's one, like, I think I could revisit this one before I could 12 Years a Slave. Because while 12 Years a Slave was a far better-made film, it's something that is... It's not entertainment. It's more no. like... You watch that to learn about the story, this horrible story. Yeah. Blah, 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 that's it. Whereas Free State of Jones, at least they're fucking killing racists and stuff, and you're like, oh, at least I can watch that. Like, I can walk away from this movie and go, they did that. I like that. (laughs) Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, Okay. And lastly, The Black Cauldron. Now, it has been so many years since I watched this movie that I can't even trust my original review. Hell, at this point, I don't even know if I've ever seen it, to be perfectly honest. I know that I put it in my top ten of Disney when we did that uh, back in, what, December? And that was just going purely off uh, that tiny little memory seed that's somewhere down in your soul of, I think I watched it one time as a kid that, uh, you know. Yeah. So, going back and revisiting it now, God, 25, 30 years later, who knows if I actually did see this movie or if I saw the trailer, but... Uh, I completely enjoyed it. It was a very good movie. I, I have no problem leaving it right on that list where it was at, like, towards the bottom. It was dark as all hell, and I loved it. I, I really did. Fully enjoyed Nice. It. Okay. Obligations okay. fulfilled from last episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I want to I wanna just, because it's so fresh in my mind right now, I am going to talk about Beauty and the Beast a little bit. Um... Because of just how much I loved this movie and how much I loved the original animated movie, or not maybe not original, but the the animated movie from Disney. I know we've talked about Disney stuff uh, ad nauseum back in the day or back like however many months ago. So I don't want to spend too much time on the original Disney version, but um, so this new version directed by uh, Bill Condon. Um, do you know who that guy is? Name rings a bell. He made. Um, Mr. Holmes was his last movie. I believe that was with um, Ian McKellen. Magneto. Right? Yes. Uh, but he also, it's its funny, his uh, filmography, he did Candyman, Farewell to the Flesh. I'm like, oh wow, okay. Uh, but then he went on to make Dreamgirls, and he's made some bigger movies. Twilight, the Twilight uh, Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2, which I will probably never watch. Uh, anyway, uh, Beauty and the Beast. So this is one of if not the most beloved of all Disney animated movies. And I've already been starting to hear some eh 
reviews on this thing coming out. So a wife and I went to our sold out showing tonight and I, I loved this movie. It was so good. If you like the animated movie, this is the animated movie come to life, but uh, expanded on without being intrusive to the, uh, to the animated movie. Like it, like this movie was two hours and 10 minutes and the animated movie is, I'm guessing 85 minutes without looking right now. I'm guessing it's somewhere in there. And I'm like, I'm not sure what all they added into this. Cause it's, it's that, um, well, but it was just, all those, uh, hardcore gay scenes. That's yes, cool. yes, yes. That, that was added in. You see, I, by the way, there are gay characters in this movie. C- characters, plural. Really? And I, lo- I loved it. I am like, it fit, it fit, it fit perfect. And I'm like, you know what? It's, this is Disney and it's, it, I was telling my wife on the way home, I'm like, you know what? Disney has a gay day at their parks and a lot of the people, I don't want to say a lot of people, but people that work at the parks, we've been there numerous times, they're, they're gay. And everything about Disney, not everything, but there's a lot of stuff about Disney where I'm like, I can see where a a gay person would probably like this. Oh wait, you you mean, you mean all these films where there's a bunch of dudes prancing around and singing songs that might not happen to be straight? Oh, hold on. Let me try not to fall out of the chair in shock. (laughs) Who gives a crap? Yeah. Who cares? And those, and what's funny is that the main character that, that I'm like, okay, well he's, he's gay was great. He was great. Uh, well, I don't Josh want to say Gad. too much. Um, yes, but he was. It was like it fit the storyline, and it, his. I'm like his character. It again, makes sense again. The the singing gay or the, yes. the singing dude in the movie happened to be gay. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's anyway, so, so it's so dumb that though that people don't look at the, those animated films from go, going back decades and think, oh, perhaps one of them is a homosexual. I don't know. I'm not trying yeah. to typecast or or put yeah. them in a certain light where all oh, gay people men sing it's, yeah. it's just like that's so dumb uh, yeah. it's, I, i'm sorry i'm i'm i should clarify i'm being sarcastic because of the some of the comments that i've seen about this movie and this one gay character I'm like who yeah. gives a freaking shit yeah and actually once the credits started rolling i said just loud enough for just those around me to hear i'm like oh this is going to get the conservatives panties in a bundle I, I i wish you would have said something more to the effect of uh, ooh. We, that Josh Gad seems nice. We should invite him over into our bedroom. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, anyway, introduce him to our talking teapot. Yes. <laughs> but yes, lots of singing and jubilee and uh, beautiful cinematography, great special effects, everything just huge budget Disney spectacle. It was great. And, and, and the thing is, it was genuinely well made the characters were great i actually thought that emma watson uh i like that she is while a lot of the harry potter cast might be kind of typecast as harry potter characters i like that she is getting other roles that like after a little bit i'm like okay she's not hermione granger from harry potter anymore she is now uh she's now Belle from the beauty and the beast and i like that and she's a great actress great actress i think that she is going to become one of the the true greats uh, for years to come. She's really, really good. Uh, Luke Evans as, uh, as Gaston was perfectly cast. I like that they, he looks like the animated version, but he's not, he's not quite as huge, like professional wrestler type, but he's a truly evil bastard and, and he, he was great. It, this was 
this was far better than I was expecting it to be. I was very, very impressed. I actually might do a full write-up on it for a Movie Freaks Facebook page because I liked it that much. And my wife was, she was on a high the whole way home. She was like, that was so good. That was so good. So anyway. <laughs> cool. Beauty and the Beast. Now on, <laughs> now going from Beauty and the Beast, let's talk about Monster Dog. Um, what is why that? Not? Um, it stars Alice Cooper. Um, yes, from 1984. Actually, I shouldn't say that, because the last movie I saw Alice Cooper in was amazing. Oh, would that have been uh, Prince of Darkness? Uh-huh. Ah, nice. <laughs> uh, well, this is not that, trust me. Um, this is directed by the guy that did Troll 2, uh, amongst other things. Oh, <laughs> God, wow. I'm out already. <laughs> Claudio Fagasso. You do remember, we've talked about that documentary uh-huh. that was made about him already, right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so what's funny is that I there's a 45-minute interview type thing with him and his either girlfriend or wife or partner about the making of this movie and it's it's him yeah, with his little little sleazy mustache and um if you've seen this guy you know what I'm talking about the director Yeah I saw him in that in that troll documentary yeah. where he was like yeah. I don't understand why people think yeah. it's funny it was very serious to me I like this movie and it was just like you're a lunatic Yeah welcome to this movie because that's the same way he is on this retrospective whatever and it's so bizarre watching I'm like this guy really thinks he's making awesome kick-ass movies. And I'm like, dude, you, you, have you been watching your own movies? And, oh, and he blames, like, oh, and, you know, the, the studio took it away from me and they, they cut 15 minutes out of it. I'm like, thank Christ. <laughs> 15 minutes wouldn't save this pile of fucking oh, dumpster fire. Oh, man. I mean, oh, now, having said that, it's it's bad, really bad. But it's enjoyable bad. It's not one of those so bad you can't watch it. It is, it is actually quite enjoyable. They actually... They actually redubbed Alice Cooper's voice. It's not his voice. It's the the voice that they use has been in a ton of Italian movies. There's so Lucio Fulci movies. There's been so many movies that I've watched um, from Italy with this guy's voice, and I don't know who it is. It's just some dude, and I'm like, oh, that's Alice Cooper's voice in this movie. Now they've taken out Alice Cooper, who has a very distinct voice like you know it's Alice Cooper and replaced it with this Italian dude and it was hilarious so it's about a dog that's a a monster if if you want to know how bad the horror selection is on Netflix right now just know that last week Eugene reviewed a roulette called (laughs) Devil Dog and this week it's Monster Dog yes (laughs) he went back to that well what else can I find with dog Yes. I'm like, ooh, and, and this one here is on Blu-ray, by the way, that I now own. Oh, God, that's yes. somehow might, far worse. It might be worth money someday, because, yeah. Okay, back to you. Uh, I'm future Eric, dubbing crickets, right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, back yeah. to me. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's uh, quit talking about gay stuff and talk about magic mike <laughs> oh my lord yeah boy so, you were right that's gonna be one of those episodes oh it is <laughs> and i'm gonna be i'm just had enough canadian hunter to really express my feelings on this film Ooh, yeah, you've only watched the first one you haven't watched the second one which i have heard is completely different than the first one in tone and everything yeah, that might be a bonus oh so this was not a good movie 
<sighs> it it wasn't bad as far as um oh who directed this uh what's his name I, I i go as i go back and forth on him as much as i do on the coen brothers i think uh, um, oceans 11 oceans 12 oh steven so- yes yeah, oh, soderbergh uh, steven soderbergh yeah yeah Okay, look, it's a movie about male stripping, right? And it's starring uh, Matthew, Matthew McConaughey, McConaughey yep. and Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum's got his start in as a male stripper. He has done this in real life. Oh, really? Supposedly I didn't know that. Is, yeah, supposedly this is kind of an autobiographical film for him. What? Wow. I've, okay, I've I, did, I didn't be- know that. I've heard that hmm. before. I, I believe that he, from what I've heard, he pitched this movie to... Soderbergh and other directors or was pitching the script around because he lived this life. That's how he got his start as an actor. That's what I've been led to believe by the internets. Don't take my word yeah. for it. Now, with all of that kind of setup, what do you expect to see in this film? What is the one thing that pressing play on this film I'm going to see? Uh, dancing dude stripping would be my guess. I'm going to see penis in this movie, right? Yeah, I think I saw, I, I saw, I, I was even led to believe by other people who have seen the film that, oh, there's just penis all over the place in this movie. I saw way more topless girls' breasts, bare breasts in this movie than there were any penis. Hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Hmm. Is it a, is it a comedy or is it a, what is it? I, because I'm not drama, really... a drama. I'd say I, I kind of it. It there, it has funny bits, but I would classify it as a drama. Okay. Now look, hmm. I, I'm not like I, I. I'm I'm craving seeing penis. I have to see penis. <laughs> but when I, this is kind of a touchy point for me when it comes to cinema and Hollywood, I do, I don't understand why. It's all right to have boobs all over the place, but the penis is flat right out. That just, whatever. It, I can, I'm a man. I'm a heterosexual male. I don't, I'm not threatened by other penises. You can throw them on, on, <laughs> it doesn't bother me. They're, they're yeah. funny looking. We can all agree they're funny looking. Yeah. And I think it's hilarious. If I'm going to sit down and watch a movie about dudes stripping that I hear is good, there better be penis. There was almost <laughs> zero penis. We got a little bit of side penis at one at one moment, but it was oh, wow. almost zero. Yeah. And it was almost borderline sexist offensive to me that there was topless women in this movie. Way more of that than there were uh, yeah. Yeah, male genitalia. And now I'm I'm guessing that this is uh, buff. Matthew McConaughey and not Dallas Buyers Club Matthew McConaughey? Somewhere right in between. It looked like he was losing the weight, but he is super buff. He's super okay. buff, but he's also on the thin side. Okay, gotcha. He was, of course, awesome in this movie. I figured. He deserved yeah. every bit of that Oscar he got. The movie itself is okay, but that's uh, worth one watch. That's it. By the halfway point, I was starting to get irritated by the kind, kind of... I kind of felt sexist to me. It was like you, you this whole movie is built on this premise and there's no dick in this movie. It's just mm. weird. It's like I can I sit down and watch Sopranos, which I've been on a kick of lately, and it ha- most of it is set or most of it. A good portion of it is set in a strip club and there's 
nudity out the wazoo. That's an HBO show. I got a full-on R-rated movie here, and it's, it's nothing. Hmm. It, it it feels cowardly and weak to me. And no, no. Wow. Okay. So, will you, will you be watching part two? Nope. No, you're all done with the magic mics. Not enough dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, again, it's not that I crave seeing the shit. It's just... No, I get, I get it. It's, it's sort of like if you go over to... America is the only place, one, that sexualizes breasts, and two, that is so terrified of them. If you go to... England, you can see female nudity on BBC. That's just regular TV. They yeah. don't give a shit. Or whereas over here, maybe the National Geographic Channel, you can see some African boob. It's 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 so weird. Like let it go. It's not that yeah. big a freaking deal. And it annoys me. And that's what yeah. annoyed me about this movie. That's why I bring it up. Gotcha. I'm sorry. Everybody else. Can and, well, it, it sounds like like if the movie would have been itself like a great movie. Uh, maybe that would have been not as bothersome, or was it just... Maybe, but it was not. It, yeah. It, it was that typical kind of story of somebody, showgirls, somebody finding fame, then they get into drugs Ugh. too much, and then it falls apart, and you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. No dick. That's what... Yeah. <laughs> it had no dick, and it had no balls for showing no dick. There you go, yeah. Boom. Well said. Okay. okay. Moving on. I'll give, I'll go this far. Beauty and the Beast had more balls having a gay character in it than Magic Mike did. Yeah, I would actually probably without even seeing Magic Mike, I could see that because that was, I mean that's a Disney proper, a Disney film, yeah. Disney property. That's crazy. Yeah, there was a couple times during Beauty and the Beast, I looked over at my wife, I'm like, wow, they are like they're they're not hiding it either. This is like oh, this it just is, it was hardcore Josh Gad oh, just railing dude, just dudes. Boom, in the back. boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Oh, well, now I have to wait for the Dollar Theater for Beauty and the Beast so that the lights can be down and nobody sees my boner. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Yeah, I told you it was going to be this way. It's one of those episodes. (laughs) Okay, back to you. Okay, um, well, let's talk about Ghost Story. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. because why not? There, uh, you'll 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 see why I'm talking about this one here. This is a Scream Factory release. Um, have you heard of this movie uh, from the 1981? Title is so generic. I don't know. Well, it's based off of a uh, Peter Straub novel. Um, the reason that I'm reviewing this one is because of uh, of all of your dick talk. There is actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this movie is. <laughs> Uh, this is like a, a th- here's the cast Fred Astaire um, Douglas Fairbanks Jr um, <laughs> TikTok dude and Fred Astaire oh you'll see John Houseman like this is like a, a like a lot of big name old school Hollywood uh, actors in this and it's basically it's a ghost story obviously uh, about these this this group of old men that are hiding a secret, and they every now and then they get together and they tell stories. And um, one of one of these guys, their son, uh, comes back to town because of uh, his brother's mysterious death. His brother's mysterious death, which happens pretty much right in the beginning of the movie, is so weird and odd and dick flopping around weirdness. Wait, what? Yeah, well, it's like. 
It's the, so it's the movie starts and uh, this guy sees this rotting corpse thing and then falls out of a window and it's this really bad matte painting thing of him falling to his death completely naked and dick just kind of woo 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 flip, flopping around and it's it's so weird I'm like I can't believe I'm seeing this um, and then from there like it's a very like a it feels like a very artistic-y PBS movie type thing. Like, uh, you know, these gentlemen in their suits and ties sipping their brandy talking about ghost stories. But it starts with this dude falling out a window with really bad special effects and just hairy balls. And it was so weird. <laughs> uh, but uh, I've seen... I, I watched the movie one one other time on back on VHS and I remember like... I was really liking the movie because the storyline is really, really good. And then I, I got it used on Blu-ray again, and it is a really good movie. It's not really scary, but it's just the storyline itself is so good. And just like you right away, you know, there's a ghost in this movie and we see her right at the very beginning. And the whole way through, it's like you're trying to figure out, I guess, how she became that ghost and what she wants with these old guys and where the brothers fit into this whole thing. But it's a really good movie. And it got, I guess it got, um, a lot of hate because the director changed a lot of things up and dropped a lot of the stuff out of Peter Straub's novel. I've never read the book, so I, I don't know, but I guess it's like a very truncated, abbreviated version of the book, mm-hmm. which is a, cl- a supposedly a classic book. But for me, it was, I'm not, I don't know where you would fall on this because if you would go in thinking this is going to be, it's ghost story, so I want ghosts and I want scary. It's not really that. It's more of a thriller drama, but I really liked it. And it's just weird watching a movie with Fred Astaire that starts with uh, that, with with phallus flapping with, in the wind. With more a, dick than Magic Mike. Literally more, I guarantee there's more dick in this movie than Magic Mike, yes. Because it's a long drop down, and I'm like... They're really hanging on this bad, bad uh, special effect shot, and I'm like, they're really making it a point that like it, it it's, it's he's yes, he's naked. I get it, he's naked. It's floppy. Uh, it's a Ken doll with a dildo. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, there's Ghost Story, but it was a good movie. I uh, I quite enjoyed it, and it's it's not for everybody, but um, anyway, okay, movie. it's for us. Lots of dick. Yes, uh, lots of do, dick. It's... Do another one. Okay. Um, uh, wife and I watched Deep Water Horizon last night. I picked this up on Blu-ray uh, at the local family video. It was a really cheap uh, – for a new release, it was really cheap on Blu-ray. I'm like, you know what? That's one that uh, I'm sure that my wife and I would probably enjoy watching together. And I was right. That was a very good movie. Uh, you know which one I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have much interest in seeing it, though. I, I mean, it, it looks like a well-made film. I'm just – where we're at in this world politically right now, I don't want to deal with anything. When I go to the movie, I want it to be fantasy, far away, yeah. not dealing with politics and oil. And yeah, and you are you are so dead on with that because uh, you can tell where Peter Berg. Obviously, I, watching this, I'm like, oh, okay, BP, you guys are bastards. I get it. And watching this movie is no exception. It's like, okay, I. I get that they're bastards and they're only out for money. Screw the little man. Screw, screw safety because it's all about the the bottom line. Look, they totally are, and I'm not going to undercut that one bit. They totally are, except for the fact that 
it was the left that forced them to go so far offshore that they had to drill so deep mm. that it's unsafe. So that's it's, interesting. It's both of them. They're yeah, all bastards, all of them. Interesting. Ugh, yeah, they're all screwing us, dude. Every yeah. one of them. And because you you are right. Because that the deep water ride isn't obviously with that title too. That that oil rig is way was way 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 out there. And that's why um, and, they couldn't get to it. They couldn't get yeah. down to fix it because it was too deep. Because they were yeah. forced too far offshore. Anyway, interesting. I, I, well, I, well, it, but it's it's your your. I mean, the, it's it was a very well made movie. Um, and if if most of that is true, I'm, I'm I would imagine that it's fairly accurate. Uh, I have I think no that, idea, but I'm a stupid uh, public school kid, and I'm not going to look to a Hollywood movie for truth. So yeah, but <laughs> if you're if you're interested in like this is like a big budget newer towering inferno type disaster movie but it's it's got that you know you know that a bunch of people are going to die and it's going to be depressing and sad but it's very very well made the special effects are phenomenal and it, and it's always good to see Kurt Russell I always love seeing him in oh, movies I didn't he's, know he in that Oh he's yeah, he is and he's he's like one of the main stars and he's great and he's such a good actor mm-hmm. something about him is just he just like he even now at his in his older age I'm like I wouldn't fuck with him. Like, he just, (laughs) he just, his voice, he just, something about him just like, he just does not seem like you'd want to pick a fight with that guy. Yeah. So, um, but you know what, Mark Wahlberg, he was really good in this too. I like, I commented to my wife in the very beginning of the movie, uh, he is, he rolls out of bed, uh, his, and his wife in the movie is, um, Goldie Hawn's daughter, uh, Kate Hudson, which is, you know, yeah. Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell's Kate, daughter. Yeah. So, but it was interesting how, I'm like, woof, he is not this, Mark Wahlberg is not the cut, ripped, tough dude like we know him. Like, it's just funny how actors can just pack on pounds quickly, I think, because I'm like, you got yourself a beer gut there, dude, and that's not Mark Wahlberg, but it is in this movie, and it, I, I don't know, it just, and then I guess with um, Matthew McConaughey and how he gets so into character that he will lose all of his muscle mass and get to be this skinny uh, AIDS-riddled guy from, I don't know, from Don't Dallas be body Bible. shaming those of us with dad bods, dude. <laughs> Some of us work very hard to maintain this to, physique. There's lots of Canadian hunter that goes into this <laughs> takes, takes 195 pounds hole. of chub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it was just, it was funny. That I'm like, oh, okay. You ate your cheese, cheeseburgers for the last nine months. There you go. Ate his Wahlburgers. Yes. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, but uh, it's interesting how Peter Berg is now kind of the, is he starting to be the go-to guy for these, Trying to pull at the heartstrings, true story, modern, like current event type things. Like he well, did the, uh, he, the he lone, wants, yeah, the lone survivor. But he he or was a lone survivor? Was that yes. the okay? That yeah. wasn't okay. Uh, he wants to do those kinds of pictures. He's kind of the right leaning guy, I think. Uh, but they keep forcing him to do other projects to have the right to do them. For example, he wanted to do that lone survivor. But they said, we'll let you make that movie if you make... <laughs> what was the movie made right before that? Do you remember? 
Trivia time. Oh, it's not... Is that Battleship? Yeah, it was Battleship. Oh, oh. <laughs> and he said, oh, right, I'll make Battleship if I can make Lone Survivor. And I said, okay, here's your money. And that was the deal. So... <laughs> wow. He made Battleship, and it is what it is, and he doesn't yep. give a ship about it. And hey! then he goes and makes uh, Lone Survivor. Which I still... I haven't seen. I, again, yeah, it was it's, good. It's a yeah. right-leaning thing where I'm like, eh, I'm good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, so, so. I, I, it's very possible that, that there was a similar kind of deal here, or maybe because Lone Survivor made so much money, or made money uh, profitable to its budget, or whatever the case may be, that yeah. they were like, go ahead, you can, you know what, carte blanche, you can make whatever you want. Yeah, but I know that he just recently made Patriots Day as well, which is about the... Uh, again, pandering, uh, the, or again, the to, that, bombing. to that, yeah. that side. Yeah. So yeah, I it's anyway. Uh, well, what do you want to do it, this weekend, honey? Let's go relive uh, terrorist attacks. Wee yeah, entertainment. Yeah. Well, he, but he's just really doing a lot of these really depressing, uh, more current event type movies. So it's, uh, anyway, and he did, what was the one that he did with uh, Jamie Fox? They go to Iraq and there's a bombing or something in Kingdom. Oh, it's, Yes, The Kingdom, which it was a good movie, but just, oh. It's a good it's movie, draining. but you really liked that movie. I oh, I did, like, but it's, it's, it's very, it's good, but eh, I'm not going to watch it again, probably. Yeah. Okay, that's it. I'm, <laughs> I, let's Anything get back, else pressing that you want to bring back Yeah, let's, this, let's talk more, let's talk more Monster Dog Troll 2 garbage. Okay. <laughs> well, well, it's my turn. You've, you've done yes. a couple. You've had some time. Uh, Logan. You want to talk about Logan? Yeah. Wolverine Part 3. Oh, this is going to be a tough one to talk about because I can't uh, talk about much without ruining anything. And I absolutely refuse to ruin anything of this movie for anyone. Not that there is so much uh, surprising here to ruin. It's just that there are so many layers to this fucking onion. Even diving on it too much is going to reveal too much. And I want everyone to be able to experience it the way that I did. Just with the trailers that were already out there. And they didn't reveal too much. They revealed very little. Unless you're a super comic dork, then you got the basic outline at best. But you certainly didn't get the whole frickin' onion. And that is where uh, the the star of this movie is, is that they didn't give away too much. They just said, hey, we're making Wolverine 3. It's Jackman's last time after playing this for like 17, 18 years. We're going out with a bang. It's going to be R-rated. It's got a smidge of the old man Logan book in it, and that's it. And I don't want to ruin any uh, the trip for anybody with too many plot points. It has, you know, he's Weapon X, right? Yeah. No. So is is this his last? Like he's done. Yeah, Wolverine he's done. is now done. He's done, and so is Professor X. Oh the, wow! The old Professor X. Yeah, he's done too. And it is the right note for them to be done. It re- it really is at this point. It's it's let somebody else take the role. There's there's no need for. I mean, come on, he's supposed to be ageless, and he, uh, playing this role for this long, it's time to let somebody else have it. And you know what? Yeah. I don't even care if they, somebody else with Iron Man. Let him go. Let somebody else do it. Everybody acts like these roles are unreplaceable or irreplaceable. Whatever whatever the word may be. No, they're not. No. It's it's not that big a deal. Let it go. Uh, okay, Logan. Uh, how do I review this thing? Uh, without spoiling anything. 
Oh boy, the more I think about this movie, the more I appreciate it, the more I like it. It's rock-solid good stuff, but at the same time, it ain't happy fun time. You know, you want to talk about BBS being depressing as shit? At least that thing had spectacle. This one, it it it's a western, is, is a good way to put it. It's an old-school samurai film. That's another good way to put it. It also has... Some, uh, elements of... <sighs> Again, can't talk about anything without ruining the shit. Really, I mean, most of the time when when I'm going to talk about a movie on the show, I think about it beforehand. I'm going to talk yeah. about Magic Mike. I'm going to make some dick jokes. I'm going to talk about penises. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing prepared for Logan. I, I don't know how to talk about this film without somebody seeing it first and then, oh... Did you like this part, that part, all the layers that were involved with this and this and this? A lot of layers to this frickin' onion. And I just don't want to spoil it for anybody. I give this movie a definite thumbs up. I would say that here's the best way I can put it, okay? There's been three solo Wolverine movies at this point, right? We got uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine, and then The Wolverine, which was in Japan and all that jazz, and now this movie. I would say... It is exponentially better than the Wolverine, the same way that the Wolverine was exponentially better than X-Men Origins. Oh, wow. So that's pretty good praise. I, I actually liked the last Wolverine movie. It gets a little bit wonky towards the end, but I thought that was a good movie. Same with this one. You're in the same hmm. ballpark. I, but it is the filmmaking is excellent. There was a certain part towards the middle where the kind of physical how do I say this without spoiling it the physical bad guy is revealed and I was a little disappointed because I was hoping for something else but they went instead of they went a psychological path which in retrospect of now having seen it and thinking about it that was the smarter writing way to go that works even better so while my expectations were a bit skewered, I was like, once I had a chance to think about it, I was like, that was really good. We really have a, oh, damn it, I can't even reference other movies without giving shit away. Hmm. How does this compare to the other actual X-Men movies? Like, where does this fall with, have you, have you seen every X-Men movie out there now? I have, and at least the other X-Men movies had a bit of spectacle and fun. This one is dour. It it borders on depressing. Wow. But mm. it's also expertly made. So yeah. it's really hard to be like shitty towards it. It's just sometimes it it, it can be depressing. Yeah. Hmm. But it, and- it's a good movie and it's an excellent way for Hugh Jackman to exit Wolverine. Let's put it that way. Uh, kudos to Fox for going hard R, and did they go hard R? My biggest complaint, lay off the fucks a bit. Because it was, <laughs> it got to the, like, it was borderline where, oh, fuck this, fuck that, and fuck, and even Professor X is like, I'm fucking 90, and it's like, dude. Ah, uh, yeah. It, 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 it might subtract two of those fucks, and it might not have been that bad. But it was right on that edge of, okay, I get it, you're rated R. It, yeah. It, almost unnatural. Gotcha. Whereas, like, Deadpool, probably way more filthy language, way more 
F bombs. It fit though. And it that did fit. No problem. Felt totally natural. Yeah. Okay. Enough of Logan. Thumbs up. I would give it probably uh, a minus. I would nice. say I would give it pretty high marks as far as the X Men movies go. And that director, James uh, Mangold, he's done some really, really good movies. Uh, 310 to Yuma and Identity. I remember way back when Identity came out. And I'm not sure. I think that you watched it before I did. And you were like, you need to go watch that movie. That was that was interesting. I'm pretty sure you saw it before yeah. I did. Uh, if, I, if not, we saw it together. Yeah. That was a good movie, by the way. Yeah. He, um, did, the, but, he did the Wolverine, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, anyway, but I really want to see it. I'm, I'm just debating. Do I do, is that a theater experience for me or do I just wait for home? You know what? For you, who's kind of burned out on these movies, uh, that's the other thing. Smidge too long. Yeah. A smidge. Just like five, ten. No, nothing crazy. Five, ten. You could maybe trim out of there. Uh, that didn't really go anywhere, but, uh, yeah. It wasn't offensively long. It just a smidge. For you who's getting kind of burnt out on comic book movies, either wait for home or dollar theater or something painless. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Do a couple. Good. Okay. Um, oh, boy. I've got some garbage here to get off the list. Or do I go with um, some... So, well, let's you've talk. had plenty of time of me blabbering on about comic movies. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, okay, uh, so I just got done watching uh, here the other night. I watched uh, Spontaneous Combustion. I'm going to take care of two Toby <laughs> Hooper movies. Um, have you seen this? No. Okay, this is um, the first of the... I don't want to say the downfall of Toby Hooper, but just the first where it's like, okay... Starting to lose that that uh, special something because Charm. I, yeah because Hooper in the seventies and even early eighties was just awesome and this one here I watched this back on the back in VHS days and I think I probably watched it uh, once on DVD but I watched it again thinking maybe it's good maybe this is a good movie and the premise is really really cool but it something about it is off uh, Brad Dorf stars in it. I really like Brad Dorf. Um, and this is about a, uh, a guy whose parents were uh, used as experiments for atomic weapons. And um, they, they like went through these tests and then they had, they had baby and baby grows up to be this guy that can spontaneously combust. He just starts on fire and he, when he gets upset, kind of like the Hulk, he rages out and he, uh, in this case, he kills people with telepathically or whatever and people just catch on fire. And it's, it, it's, there's a good story in there, but it's something is broken with this movie and I'm not sure what it is. It's, it, I, I'm not sure if it's a bit too long or if it's just, Kind of a like jumbled. It's, I, I'm struggling to find. How a, does he spontaneously combust and then he's fine? Well, no, he slowly deteriorates. I mean, it's it's like he'll like flames will shoot out of his arm, um, and then they'll extinguish. And now his his he's got a a scar there that's a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. Um, so it's like he's slowly but surely getting burnt up when he. It, 
And it's kind of like the fly to where he's slowly figuring out, I guess it would be the fly part two, where he's figuring out what happened to his parents um, and figuring out what who he is. Did you ever watch the fly part two with Aerosmith? Oh, yeah. I own it. Okay, that's a good movie. Yeah. Um, Underrated. It's, it's, I agree. And it's kind of like that, but um, there is a couple of truly unnerving scenes of people just catching on fire. But it's just a oddly paced movie. That's the biggest thing I can. The biggest fault with this movie is the pacing is so wonky with it. Hmm. So anyway, is it just too uh, much talking, or is it like? Yeah, there. Yeah, it it is talky, but it's just the whole movie is once. There's a lot of the parents in the beginning, and it goes on for quite a while, and then it's. A lot of him as a baby, like, what do we do with this baby? Because uh, something is rot- not right with this baby. And then we cut to 20 plus years later, and now he's an adult. And it's just, there's a lot of segments of, I don't know, it's... it's uh, Silent and Deadly Night, for example, is a good a good way of doing, here's a child, something traumatic happens... Here's his upbringing. It's really shitty, and this is what happens because of his shitty upbringing and what happened to his parents. It's kind of similar to that, honestly. It's like bad shit happens to his parents, and then because of that, here's what happens to him. Now here's him as an adult, but it's just the pacing is off on the movie, and it's it's I was bored. It's not an awful it's not an awful movie, and I've watched it probably way more than I I. <laughs> I'm admitting here because it's it's 80s and it's Toby Hooper, so I'm like, oh, it's good, right? I watched it five years ago and I don't think I liked it, but I think I'm going to like it this time. That's me. <laughs> oh. Okay, I got it. <laughs> and then uh, let's uh, let's just stay with Toby Hooper, shall we? And um, I rewatched. I think we've talked about this one before, but I rewatched Invaders from Mars. Yes, you teased that you were going to talk about this on your, well, on your show, you said you were going to talk yes. about it over here. Um, so I bought the Scream Factory release, rewatched this one, with my wife, actually, who uh, quite enjoyed it for what it was. It, she was like, it, she thought it was hilarious, because it's very 80s cheesy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is canon. Canon produced. So it has that canon weirdness going on. <laughs> And it does. It just, something about it is just weird. Uh, now, I watched this uh, probably a year or two ago and thought, oh, this, that was an okay Toby Hooper movie. But here's what, I liked it much better this time. And here's why I love these newer Blu-rays that come out from these smaller companies. They go all out with not only the transfers, but with the special features. I watched the... Like 45 minute, I think it was 45 minutes, around there, uh, retrospective on the making of this movie, which was every bit as good as the movie itself, because (laughs) they got Toby Hooper talking, and they got... um, Is he still alive? Oh, he's still alive, yep. But it's cool to hear him talk about, you know, oh, back back in the day, you know, uh, Canon came to me and they were like, well, we want you to make Life Force and Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2 and Life Force or, and, uh, and Invaders from Mars. And it was just, it's cool to hear how this movie came to be. And then the special effects people on this movie, Stan Winston was involved in this. Um, uh, Nick, Can- there's a, a bunch of big name people that were attached to this movie that helped make this movie. And it doesn't 
all work well, but hearing how... I mean, oh, and Dan O'Bannon wrote the screenplay, which mm-hmm. I'm a big Dan O'Bannon fan, but it gave me a new appreciation for the movie, and I never knew that um, Karen Black in this movie, um, she's no longer with us, but she has this odd relationship with this kid in the movie, and... <laughs> to um, say the least. I reviewed this uh, last October, I believe, as part of my... October horrorthon, whatever, and I, I I believe I constantly said this little kid is like totally macking on this completely adult woman the entire time, and she's kind of like I'm not opposed to this. I'm kind of it's, what's going on. It's it's very weirdly quasi pedophiliac. <laughs> it's so bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So anyway. Um. Yeah. I'm not sure where I was going with that, but it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't derail you. That was part of the no, same topic. I just yeah, I, it, it was. It's just I'm like, oh, now I'm kind of cool with that. Now I'm like, <laughs> you're like, it's okay because it's a woman, an older woman to a younger boy. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's so weird, and they're like, one time they're cuddling or whatever. I'm like, ah, it's so well, awkward, well, especially because when he, he's like trying to be like quote unquote manly. Like, <laughs> Come on, come on, baby, or something like yeah. that. I remember. I, I only oh. saw it once. Oh, but, but I actually, I was drinking too much that night, and I fell asleep the, during the last like twenty five minutes of the movie, <laughs> which I finished the next day. Then, but my wife was like, she like nudged me awake after a little bit, or after, towards the end, she was like, "You just missed the kid awkwardly running." She's like, "That's the worst kid running I have ever seen in a movie." <laughs> Where and he's running across this something. Oh, or other, I remember. And, I remember. <laughs> And Everything I'm like, was awkward. oh man. So anyway, but of course for me, um, it's like, it's like a really shitty glass of fermented wine. I'm like, oh, this isn't that good, but mm, I'm getting a buzz. So it, yeah. <laughs> oh, I liked you it. You sold the hell out of this movie to me before I watched it. You're like, oh, oh. that's a good movie. And then I went and watched it and I was like, you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the big, the big, like raisin-looking creatures with the tiny little legs, and it's oh, not bad. Man. I'm not knocking it. They, they got yeah. that whole alien, really, uh, like slimy, weird alien thing, and they're trying to inject things and needles, and they got their yes. thing going. It's it's okay. It's a yeah. a alien meets the Goonies kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. I, I dig yeah. it. I, I did like that Stan Winston took off halfway through this movie to go help out with aliens, James Cameron's aliens. And so the guy that he left in charge, who is a, now a, a kind of a big time special effects guy, this was kind of his first, like, like I guess, like, okay, you're in charge now. You go for it. And he's a big effects guy. But the effects are really good in this movie. But I thought that was cool that Stan Winston was involved in this. And even the beginning of the movie, like, we're watching it, and she's my wife is like, "There is the, the opening credits are so long. It's like Superman opening credits to where they slowly like starring yeah. this person and this person, and it's like special effectsy flying in. It's like Superman, but it's Toby Hooper's version of it, and it's that's great. Yes, <laughs> it's a crazy movie, and it's just again the relationship with Karen Black and the kid is beyond awkward, and it's. I own it on Blu-ray. Back to you. <laughs> and it's funny because Toby Hooper is kind of the beginning of the end for Canon films, like Canon pictures. <laughs> Did he? They, how, how bad do you have to be to wreck Canon? I know because they threw so much money at these at his three movies: Texas Chainsaw, 
Life Force and Invaders from Mars. These were big budget movies, especially Life Life Force was a huge budget movie, and they all bombed. They all three of them bombed, including Texas Chainsaw that he wouldn't edit down to an R rating. So it was released to theaters unrated. And unrated in the eighties, death curse. You're done. You're you're done. Yep. So and. and all three of them didn't do good. Bye-bye, Cannon. So thank you, Toby Hooper. <laughs> <laughs> so you have a, a love-hate relationship with him because his movies are yeah. amazing, but at the same time, they cause the death of Yes, of Cannon. Yeah. It's, his filmography is so wonky. And uh, even Poltergeist with how that went and Spielberg. I, it's just weird, but I, I dig the guy. I agree. I'm there. I'm right there with you. Okay, last round. I was going to end the night with uh, some Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom mm. talk, obviously from the intro, that's where it was going. But the more I think about it, I think we got to do kind of a Indiana Jones breakdown and really dive into those films and take some time with them. Okay. So I'm not going to do that tonight. Oh. And we'll save that for next week. Okay. We'll do an Indiana Jones kind of segment, whatever it may be, next week. But this week, to wrap things up, I want to talk about Gantz Zero, which was a roulette you threw my way last episode <sighs> that I just finished up here, uh, yeah, before the show started. This is a animated film, and I, I, be, even being the anime, anime guy on this show, I have no idea what the uh, origins are of this. I don't know if this is a video game. I don't know if it's a TV show. I don't know if it's a series. I don't know. The movie was thrown my way. I watched it. And it was <laughs> I very mm. enjoyable. And I think that you definitely should watch it. I'm not going to say oh, really? it was great mm. because it was uh, the writing was dodgy. But the uh, the animation was on par with like advent children the final fantasy 7 thing it was like that kind of glossy animation okay i had mentioned that it it was listed under the horror category of netflix it absolutely belonged there this movie was gory as all fucking hell gory as okay. shit uh the first half an hour it, i mean it starts off i don't know what's going on our main character doesn't know what's going on by the 25 minute mark you're up to speed, kind of. I say that in a way of, like, it's okay to be confused for the first half hour, don't freak out. Like, I, I was kind of going, what is, what is hell? What is happening? What is going on? First 30 minutes, okay, I'm up to speed, I got it. And it goes from there. This is science fiction. A dash of horror, it's not scary. Every kind of conceivable nightmarish monster that you can kind of put together in your brain of like, oh, this would be a creepy monster, just a giant head rolling around the city killing people. Oh, you know what else would be a scary monster? How about something with tentacles and... Ooh, I like tentacles. I like that. I can't... I, I would be pretty surprised if you didn't at least enjoy this movie. Okay. Hour 30. Painless. Yep. Like, just trying to, like, fish hook snag you on anime shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think you'd be okay with this because of the amount of absolute gore and the crazy combination of monsters that they come up with. 
Well, and it sounds like I mean, it, it does make sense by the end for a yeah for the, yeah I I'm for the most part I got okay. it I, for the most part. There's still a, a fair amount of questions, but to even begin to dive on them with somebody who hasn't seen the movie is a ridiculous venture. Okay. So please give it a watch, and I would love to break it down with you in a future episode. Okay. I will add that to the list. Thumbs up for me, and I, I recommend it to you. Okay. Good deal. Last round for you. It's 1127, and once again, you get to take us into the pumpkin hour. Oh, yep. why is it always me? Oh, <laughs> I design it that way. Okay. Well, if that's the case, <laughs> let's let's take it to the pumpkin hour with William Shatner. Oh God, what? I'm afraid <laughs> it's either a documentary or a... no, 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 no TV movie of the week. Um, but of course, that Hungarian film he was in. Um, close. <laughs> Um, the horror at thirty-seven thousand feet from nineteen seventy-three. Oh, um, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's the airport uh, disaster movie, uh, but it made for TV with um, a, a huge like seven forty-seven airliner with ten passengers because. There's just not many passengers on this particular Everybody flight. Everybody was busy that weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just ten people, um, all zany and, and wacky, um, including our uh, William Shatner character, who is a uh, uh, a preacher or ex-preacher. <laughs> kind of, kind, kind of like what's, kind of like what's his name from, um, from Dust to Dawn, uh, Harvey Keitel. He's, he's, he used to be a, a preacher, but things happened, and now he's not. Now he's lost. Um, and there's just there's a lot of um, uh, okay. So anyway, the movie itself, uh, <laughs> it's there's a there's an invisible demon thing, druids trapped in the cargo hold, and making the jet circle uh, around, and it's hilarious. Uh, Buddy Epson is in this movie. Have you heard of him? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, I, th- I thought so, because I'm like, oh, that dude's in it. And, like, other people that I've seen on Mystery Science Theater 3000 movies. You're, you're Chuck Connors. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Chuck Connors is in it. And Chuck Connors was, um, he was, actually, he was in Airplane 2, the sequel, which is very fitting. Um, so, yeah, anyway, the it's a TV movie of the week, and it's an hour and 13 minutes, and I thought it was hilariously great. Um, they sacrifice a doll to the druid demon invisible thing. Um, there's a little girl, and instead of sacrificing her, let's take her little dolly and dress her, dress the doll like a human, and maybe put a little bit of, of the human hair on the doll and put lipstick and stuff on the doll. And this happens, by the way, in the movie. And this will be kind of like a voodoo doll, and this is kind of a way to help the invisible demon thing, whatever it is, um, be nice, I guess. That doesn't go good. Um, so anyway, spoilers, it ends with with William Shatner jumping out of the airplane and um, his dick is flopping in the wind. I hope so, <laughs> because crash. I want to jump out of this airplane right now with my dick flopping in the wind. Oh, no, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, all of a sudden he's leaping out of the airplane and I'm like, oh, he sacrificed himself. That's then he nice. lands on another airplane's wing and he's smiling at John Lithgow, who's like, whoa! <laughs> 
Oh, and that's the horror at 37,000 feet. It's a lot of, uh, paranoid <laughs> mumbo jumbo bullshit in at, at 37,000 feet. Was it good though? Did you like it? Oh, I, enjoy, I, I totally enjoyed it. Yes. It's, it's, it's mindless it, 70s television it totally, nonsense. It really sounds like something that should be a short film in a compilation of horror films. Yes. Yes. It does. Oh, but it, you it, love it and it's a full length film. Yes. It, oh, oh, and they, oh, and they drag things out. Like it, it, it goes on far too long. I'm like, these conversations, they're unneeded. They're just, you're now just rambling about, actually about drinking. You're like, I should get a drink. I'm like, yes, you should. And cut that scene out of this movie. I, I get it. <laughs> you're like, uh, me too. Me too. I think, I think we've gone full circle tonight. Men falling from skies and dicks yeah. flailing and hallelujah, yeah. it's raining men. <laughs> it is raining men. <laughs> Oh, wow. Let's we have... end right there, because I don't think it's going to get any better. No, it's not. I'm Aaron Warner. I'm Eugene Weaver. Yep. Yep, and bye. <laughs>